Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. And we are going to be chatting about December 21st through 27th. Our Christmas edition. Wow. Yay. We're not going to be talking about movies, just the dates. The 21st and the 27th. I'm going to lay down a jingle bells through the whole oh, 30 minutes. Like a, and <laughs> just, maybe a breakbeat pattern at some point yeah. when Andrew's not rapping, but you make it seem like he is. And some of those Charlie Brown... Lulu's. Oh my god. Those are creepy. Like, so, some of those, that always creeped me out, that soundtrack. I know everyone loves the, I was going to say Muppets, the Peanuts uh, yeah. Christmas, but all the, the children singing, I don't know, it's just a little unsettling to me. I know it's a classic, but it's just. You've watched too many Village of the Damned. <laughs> You're probably right. Or just like the Freddy Krueger little girls singing. I think maybe that's where it comes from. I love Charlie Brown and all the Charles Schultz stuff and that cartoon. Mm. And I've seen the live version a couple times like the jazz live version is really cool just yeah an old guy who worked on the original and he tells stories really fun oh i'd like that but recently here in ottawa it might have been at the nac there was a live charlie brown christmas but with grown-ups doing it and that oh. always doesn't translate for me when it's a bunch of 30 year olds on stage <laughs> I'm trying to picture that, that seems a little strange what did it sound like like was it any close at all well there's like... an old Broadway musical okay. that I believe is called You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. And it had full Broadway songs the whole bit, but it was minimalist where the person playing Snoopy just had some face paint on and a white sweater. Come on. And Charlie Brown was just a bald guy or something. I don't know. Did he at least have the yellow sweater with the black I, Yeah, I think they did that. Yeah. That'd be pretty lame if you didn't even have that. But we saw, there was a Charlie Brown float at the Macy's Parade that we saw a month ago. And some art just doesn't translate into 3D. Oh, no. It just looks weird. You know, an adult inside this costume with a giant Charlie Brown head and the squiggle of hair that oh, as no. a sketch works, you're like, okay, that's hair. My brain computes that. Fair. But on a mascot, it's just yeah. like, ah, oh, it's a monster. Kill it. Burn that's, it. Is he at least throwing candy? I mean... There was no candy throwing at the Macy's Parade. I don't know if they did that back in the day, and now they don't because... Someone yeah. got hit in the eye or does, something. Does any parade do that? <laughs> or am I just... Sugar in the eye. Yes. <laughs> I missed it this year because I was working here for maybe the Polar Express Day. Oh, God. It's but always the, Polar Express. Yeah, that ruins everything. The Santa Claus Parade in Ottawa, which is yeah. actually pretty fun, they do it, and it's okay. like firefighters giving out candy canes and stuff <laughs> like, like that. spraying kids in the face. <laughs> yeah. You're like, whoa, easy. But, yeah, so it, it is a thing, but the Macy's Parade, there's barricades and stuff. You can't Jeez. go into the... You can't run, run up and give... <laughs> Big Bird a hug or anything. Yeah, that's, that's intense. I'm glad I didn't miss candy. I, guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's that's all I think about when it, like, I think it's just from that, the childhood mentality, you know, where you're just yeah. like, oh yeah, you know, standing out at a parade for, you know, a couple hours is whatever, you know, it's good and bad, but there'll be candy. There'll be candy. So like, there's at least that. Yeah, so it is, we're approaching our rare time of year that has, we never take a day off. No. And coming up, we will be closed on... Christmas Eve, Christmas, and then New Year's Eve. We almost wrangled being open on New Year's Eve just because I kind of said, why don't we open on New Year's Eve? And Anya said, who wants to work New Year's Eve? And Melissa and I both put our hands up. We're like, oh, we can do it. But we're doing our swap over for price increases for the first time in a thousand years. Oh, man. So I think that's all going to go down. It gives us an extra day to kind of fix over the computers or yeah. not the computers fix over the cash registers and stuff like that the swap over stop over yeah we're not calling it it was so nice i was really fearing the worst i don't know why because we have such lovely patrons yeah. but i just thought people were going to be picketing in the streets that we announced a price increase yeah and to a person and it was a a facebook post or a twitter post that got more 
likes and yeah, thumbs up traction, get, I guess. traction <laughs> than a normal post everybody was supportive yeah everybody everybody kind of said nice things and said oh it's worth it or you should do it more or whatever i was waiting for just one person to just rant <laughs> yeah, yeah you're ready <laughs> with the trigger outrage. yeah trigger we're ruining christmas how dare you i feel like maybe that'll be the in-person response <laughs> yeah, yeah just everyone's supportive and then they see it and they're like well i didn't think you were really doing it like <laughs> it was a joke yeah it's just idle chatter but i think people appreciated that like so much that we do we were laid back about it mm. and the little thing i wrote up that i put past the eyes of the partners to see what they thought of it basically said we're increasing for the first time in a long time people smarter than us said it's a good idea because we're overdue right and that will continue to show excellent movies and the room yeah <laughs> people no. like that joke see everyone liked that <laughs> yeah. joke that was... hopefully tommy was out didn't see that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's like well he was gonna come back but now tommy would just think that that was a compliment like Great movies and, and the, the room, room, which is oh, a great meaning movie. it's better than great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, you know what? Maybe that is what you meant. It's eleven know? out of ten. Jeez, and and you left Neil Breed alone. Like we're <laughs> yeah. we're still like we love him. Please bring back Twisted Pair. I want to see the old Neil Breed movies, but I just don't think he like on the big screen. Yeah, I don't. But Lee said he doesn't. His weird business model. Yeah, he's got the Disney business model. He, he's the original <laughs> Disney. The Neil yeah. Breen vault. That's what Disney would say. They'd be like, "Well, we, there's this filmmaker named Neil Breen, and we like the cut of his jib. <laughs> like, yeah. We're gonna do what he does. We should, they should buy his stuff for four billion dollars. Yeah, <laughs> trust me, it's a good investment. Oh, that'd be so good. And then they could remake his movies, but with big budgets oh and God. actors. It'd be like Robert Downey Jr. in it, Jeez, and Mark I Ruffalo. I can't even imagine. I wonder who who would play him. Those are those are good uh, suggestions. Like, who's the ultimate? Ed Harris. Oh man, Ed I, Harris. I'm here for that. Sure. We'd have to have a bit of a wig, I guess. <laughs> that would be such an interesting experiment to, like, say the what was the last one called? Twisted Pear. Twisted Pear. <laughs> so rewrite it. Call it Twisted Pear. Yeah. Make it the same thing about an evil twin, a good twin, kind of a romance angle, kind of a weird conspiracy angle, but make that the challenge. Don't do it for laughs. Get the writer of girl in the dragon tattoo or something yeah. to, to write it make it a real thriller get a real direct get david fincher directed it or something. Oh, man, why not i like this idea yeah <laughs> Let's do this. are you saying neil breen was playing his for laughs is, is that no no not at all <laughs> has there ever been well i know one example i always think of is people say that the original oceans 11 despite being historical because of who's in it and right. frank sinatra and everything isn't a good movie no and the behind the scenes stories are hilarious where it would be the boys would be out drinking and partying all night. We'd get to the set late. They'd be, you know, money just wasting. They would do one take, and the director would go, okay, can we do that again? But And Frank would go, nope. Yeah. And that was the whole two-month shoot. And I'm assuming it wasn't, like, right to the script every scene either. Like, yeah. there's no way they were able to, like, remember all that <laughs> stuff, if any. So I think that's an example of the remake being better than the original. It's so much better, though. Like, that's that's the thing. Like, because I, I really liked the remake. I mean, it's, yeah. it's been a little while since I watched it, but I, I thought it was great. And yeah. then I remember getting the original on VHS and being, like, so excited for it. And, wow, it's a classic. And I'm like, God, this is kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. And they just keep singing all the time. And, like, every ten minutes they're like, Yo, we live. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, we get it. There's a lot of those old movies that get the stamp of classic because they're old. Yeah, Not or, the, because, or the cast, uh, something, you know. Yeah, and there's just as many bad movies from the 30s through the 70s <laughs> as there are now. Yeah. And just because they're old, they go, up oh, classic. Uh, and you see a lot of them. 
I remember seeing some old westerns or film noirs, and they're fun to watch because of what they are. Mm-hmm. But they're an uphill battle to get yeah. through some of them. And that's not even including like weird, problematic by today's standards oh, stuff, God. where you're just like, yeah, yeah, this is uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even have an example, but you know, there's just like, I don't, like everything. <laughs> every, yeah, yeah, every movie basically, or even just knowing backstories to movies that doesn't help anymore. You're like, nah, I, I don't need to know that Hitchcock was a jerk or something. Like, well, anytime someone talks about the good old days. They forget that they weren't good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they forget watching movies like Hidden Figures where people couldn't use the same washrooms or water fountains. Yeah. That wasn't that long ago. So anytime someone talks about the good old days of cinema, I'm like, they were probably all monsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were probably... You hear stories about Hitchcock, yeah, and you're like, he would not survive in... Rightfully so, yeah. in today's yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you know, Twitter climate, you know, they'd be all over him. And I remember listening to a podcast and it was someone talking about his actresses. And I remember seeing interviews with his actresses who would be like, oh, Hitch. <laughs> and like, he physically abused me yeah. and tortured me mentally. He's incorrigible. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, no. A little scamp. Yeah. yeah. That's that's sad. And even like, like Kubrick as well, you know, same. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe even worse, like who, if, I don't know what the scale is on these well, things. Well, I, I think Kubrick broke people. <laughs> I, I think. Yeah. Like in The Shining, I think, uh, what's her name? Shelley Duvall. Poor Shelley Duvall. Yeah. I think if you look at Shelley Duvall before and after Kubrick, I don't know. I think yeah, that yeah. might have been... Nicholson was probably already broken, so, yeah. I mean, whatever. But, yeah, like, it's just... I can't even imagine the amount of the amount of takes, even, that they would oh, take God. for just stuff. Like, it's easy. And, again, it's kind of a similar to what you were saying, where you're like, you can watch that now and not knowing any of that stuff and be like, oh, wow, what a good movie or what a good shot. And you're like, he took that shot yeah. 150 <laughs> times, or that one bit. And um, you hear about other filmmakers, like, whether it be Soderbergh or Clint Eastwood, who are so laid back mm-hmm. and kind of do a couple takes things are wrapped up by dinner time yeah, you yeah. know and they still make good movies uh, so you're like wait a minute maybe you don't need to be a tyrant it makes me think of like family photos we're like now let's do a fun one oh god <laughs> like, see how that goes I always am curious about that like if Kubrick was around right now doing even someone like Kubrick was doing The Shining mm-hmm. and instead of Shelley Duvall it was Sandra Bullock or whoever in the role I don't think they they would have been fired. Oh, <laughs> I think, I think yeah. you know Uma Thurman even like, oh, God. Yeah. Just, like yeah, yeah. just we're bringing bring it full circle now. But yeah, like it's I don't know. <laughs> I think, so I missed it. I, I was saying before we started rolling that I just I had a really long day. We we have all this Mayfair work to do because we've got this. We know it's coming for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So I'm trying to get it out of the way. So I'm making a bunch of schedules and trying <laughs> to do a bunch of stuff. At the end of the day last night, between that and doing Christmas stuff, I was just zonked. It was like 8.15, and yeah. I was like, I don't think I want to watch a yeah. two-hour and 40-minute uh, Lars yeah. von Trier Lars movie. You couldn't even make time for a serial killer movie. <laughs> no. And I was like in bed at 11, I think. so. But then I think Melissa posted on the Facebook that somebody puked. And yeah. Somebody, like, so. yeah, and there, there was like people... I, can't, I don't know. I don't think we had walkouts. Like, I mean, I didn't. I was yeah. gone before the end of the movie, but we had people walk out to the lobby to collect themselves because so of like some of the camera work. I think mostly it was the camera work, but I mean, it's also a serial killer movie, so I mean, yeah, I imagine it's and it was the director's cut, so I imagine it's four minutes more violent than yeah. the other one. <laughs> there was but there was four more <laughs> minutes of throw up yeah, yeah yeah exactly and there was uh you know there was a fair amount of screaming at parts you know, like which was like really? you heard you actually heard it's, I, it's, I mean from the movie not the audience oh, oh right. okay well it's funny you say that because god when was this six seven years ago what's the willem dafoe lars von trier movie oh yeah antichrist antichrist my friend and i came to see that and it was half decent crowd and 
the movie starts up, and you know, three minutes in, a baby gets killed. So you're like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and that's the funny part. Yeah. Jeez, like, this movie's too much. And then by the time things get rolling, the climax is just well, for one, it's just a horrible representation of women. You know, I can't imagine any woman walking out of that and being like, I like I like what he has to say. <laughs> yeah, you know, let's hear him out. But the climax is just gruesome. I've I've and, I love horror, and I won't even watch it. So there was three people. I'll never forget three people from different parts in the audience who audibly screamed or gasped. And I leaned over to my friend and I was like, oh, they're not coming to movies anymore. <laughs> like it, it was the kind of thing that people who are afraid to fly or yeah. get into cars or to bicycle. I haven't been to a like, movie in years. <laughs> yeah, that was the turning point. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I, I remember, uh, I think it was uh, the Rogers video on Bank was closing. And so they were selling like Blu-rays for like three for whatever right. and so I was like this was kind of like not the early days of the sales it was kind of the dregs and I'm still just looking around and then Antichrist was one of them so I hadn't seen it and I was like okay well maybe you know it's a couple of bucks and I'll just check Wikipedia you know see what the rundown <laughs> I'm reading the whole movie and I was like oh oh, oh god yeah oh and I was like in no way do I ever want to see that let alone own it like I just I felt dirty holding it I was oh, like yeah. I'm, I'm good without that I think and it, it's funny a filmmaker like him because I don't imagine his movies cost a ton to make. But he keeps making movies. He keeps getting those budgets. Yeah, you know. He, he, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm assuming for at least some of it, he must have had like grants and stuff in his early yeah. work and whatnot. Even but, now, probably, yeah. probably like um, Homeland grants for yeah. local filmmaking or whatever. Yeah, but. and he's he's I guess a legend at yeah. this point. I mean, he's one of those guys. You know, like like I was gonna say like Tarantino. I mean, nothing like Tarantino, but just in the sense that you know you've got that built-in fan base that's always gonna check out your new stuff. You and big-time mm-hmm. actors who will continue to work with him. Yeah, like this is Uma's second movie with him I think yeah and Matt Dillon is you know not an A-list celebrity nowadays no. but a, a really famous character actor he's, he's underrated like I was talking about actually the one who, who came out to get water and clear her head basically <laughs> I, I, we were so talking funny. about that because like Matt Dillon is I think he's, he's almost like you forget he's acting sometimes or like oh, you yeah. take him for granted and you're just like oh yeah it's Matt Dillon you know it's just really nobody talks about him and I forgot until I wrote the little blurb for the flyer but he is a BAFTA, Oscar, and Golden Globe nominee. So Interesting. He's got some awards cred as well. Yeah. So, but everyone remembers from something about Mary. You, know? <laughs> you, which you sort of feel bad, but you're also like, well, that was a that's huge good, that's hit. A movie. Yeah. yeah, it was massive. Even his, like, is it his brother uh, Kevin Dillon? Is that who, yeah, who was in the Entourage. Blob? Yeah, like I remember him from the Blob remake, and I was like, oh, he looks like Matt Dillon. And <laughs> it so is him. From, yeah. the, from the major motion picture entourage. Oh man, yeah. Well, I just, like I just want to talk about the blob remake. Yeah. If I can work that into every podcast, I'd be happy. But so let's chat about the movies we have coming up. So December twenty first through twenty seventh, we have an Ottawa premiere of a anime film called Mirai of the Future, which looks really good. I hope people come out for it. It's G rated, so it's like a family friendly oh, nice. anime. It's yeah. not you know Akira the other yeah. kind yeah exactly. and we got a giant poster thingy for it like a standee so yeah the students are really good about spreading the word and it has been nominated recently as a Golden Globe nominee for animated motion picture oh, nice. and will probably get an Oscar nominee yeah I was gonna well. say like that's maybe that's almost... soon when is that that's New Year to, well cause yeah like it's in yeah. February so man. it gets earlier and earlier yeah, and it, well, it's, and it's early February, isn't it? Or I think like, so. Yeah, like maybe fe- February seventh is and in my head for some reason. And they're no looking idea. for a host. Yeah, seriously, it could be me. Oh, no, maybe. Nah. we'll submit the uh, podcast. Yeah, I think you know they could do a lot worse than us. I yeah. think, but it's, it's just like why do they keep mentioning weird like B movies <laughs> from the eighties? 
I Ooh. promise I probably won't get kicked off for a tweet I made 10 yeah. years ago. I know, yeah, I know. If we're at least good for that, but I'll probably yeah. mention, like, Rumpelstiltskin or some <laughs> weird movie, and they're like, please get yeah. that guy off. Mariah the Future is it, kind of the start of our family movies for over the holidays. We'll have a few more coming up in the next couple weeks. And it's in three languages, apparently. Yeah, that, cool. that was the confusion. It's I believe mostly it's Japanese with subtitles. Mm-hmm. But as the press release says, it's Japanese and Russian with subtitles and English. And English. So I think there's maybe like somebody speaking English in the movie for a little bit. Yeah. But it's a Japanese film. That's so weird. So there's no... So the English part won't be subtitled, presumably. No, because I've seen that happen before, where, you know, somebody speaks English for a little bit. Yeah. It's like in Star Wars, you know, where <laughs> Jabba the Hutt's subtitled, but yeah. no one else is. Like, well, I understood what he was saying. I didn't yeah. need the subtitles. I thought it was obvious. Then for a mainstream film, we have Venom nice. for a couple nights. Good movie. I'm glad we got, because I've heard mixed reviews, but I've heard a lot of nerds who I yeah. liked it. I liked it. Yeah, yeah I forgot you said, yeah, like, I'm... I, and, I I just, don't, and I don't like comic book movies, so it, you know... Yeah, well, I don't know if that says a lot. That's yeah, kind of the thing nowadays is for me. <laughs> Hard to say. Some movies like pretend this isn't based on a Marvel comic. You could just say it's a horror sci-fi or whatever. You know, yeah. I think obviously comic book movies are doing crazy well, but the only deterrent they have sometimes is that. Like, oh, it's a comic book movie. Yeah, and they get dismissed almost. Yeah, but they like, give something like Road to Perdition. Where, exactly. Where you're yeah. like, okay, or V for Vendetta. Where you're like, That's oh, a graphic novel. Go, here <laughs> we go. No, boo. Like, tell us more about your action figure collection. <laughs> I refuse to say graphic novel. <laughs> my joke with the graphic novel, or my, my nerd complaint, is nobody ever, ever says... Oh, would you like to go see a motion picture tonight? I wish they would, though. I'm going to say, because <laughs> no. that sounds hilarious. Well, why do they me. call them graphic? Like, a graphic novel is, isn't it? It had, like, it's it, thicker and it's. Yeah, it's supposed to. It started back in the, like, maybe the 70s. It was supposed to be something that was not a Batman number 500, 501, 501. So, an original, like, 200 page thing. But then it kind of got skewed where someone would take something like Watchmen and say, oh, it's a graphic novel. Yeah. Where really it's 12 issues of a comic book. So, it's a trade paperback at that point? Yeah, so or? then it gets all just snobbery, really. Yeah. Of. If you go to chapters, I believe it just says graphic novels, even though 75% of what's in there is Spider-Man collections. Yeah, yeah. You're you know? almost on a soapbox. <laughs> You're like yeah. halfway onto the soapbox now. You're like, <laughs> now let me tell you what I think a graphic novel is. The podcast is like six hours long. Yeah, I guess like, it's just a, a term used by people who are ashamed to admit they read comic books, as, if, as it, if that's a bad word. That's kind of what it is. Well, I always, Stan Lee said everything's a comic book, and that's kind of what I said is it's like, it's a big fat comic or a little thin comic. You know, yeah. it, it's... But, yeah, I think it's more, yeah, people who don't want to be thought of as reading comic books. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. It's the, it's the dolls versus action figures thing, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just this, not that, I mean, that's from, like, God, the 50s, 60s, but yeah. still, like, I, I think that's very much the, the snobbery aspect of it. I'm interested in Venom because it's the first movie Michelle Williams has ever done where she's not sad and depressed through two hours of a movie. <laughs> yeah, Ever. True. I, think, I felt sad for her, because I'm like, she has to do a nice romantic comedy. I, you know, I think there's, like, you know, maybe, like, moments where she's not super happy in the movie. Right, right. But I feel that this movie, for me, is how The Predator was for some people. Where I haven't seen The Predator, but it was very much, a lot of people hated it. Some people yeah. really, really liked it, mm-hmm. and felt, like, sort of attacked for, for liking it. Like, And they're not even trying to be like, you should have liked it. They're just like, I liked it, why are you angry? Yeah. And that's how I feel about Venom. Like, it's just a fun popcorn flick well, and people are like it's it's crap it's garbage and I'm like okay <laughs> I always think that where I won passes to go see Justice League 
last summer mm-hmm. before it came out and, and, and did not like it but, but <laughs> went, side in, note. went in with an open heart because yeah. I, I love Joss Whedon and I thought maybe he'll turn this around and I really liked Wonder Woman which was out before that and I have a friend who loves these movies and we can still be friends but at that theater there was two guys who enjoyed it so much I thought they were plants Okay. but at the same time I was just like Good for you guys. Yeah. And everything that happened, they were gasping. When Superman <laughs> did something, they cheered. Superman you know? flies? <laughs> Pretty much. And they were both wearing, like, DC shirts, yeah. and they had DC hats. Oh and at the God. end, I was like, well, that's good for them, you that's know? Insane. And I'll never forget going to see the preview screening of Transformers 2, and it ended, and my friend and I looked at each other, and we're just shaking our heads, and we're like, oh, my God, that was horrible. And snap, right on cue, the other... 298 people in the theater burst into applause. Oh. And we looked at each other like we were on candid camera. We were like, what? Maybe they were cheering for your remark. And they were like, yeah, it did suck. (laughs) That guy's right. So, you know, and there's plenty of movies in my favorite movie list. Yeah. Like Hudson Hawk, where other people might look at it. That is a fun movie, (laughs) I'm going to say. So I'm not, I won't defend it. And if someone doesn't like it, it's like, yep. Yeah. So. it's just, I think some people go in with a chip on their shoulder too often, yeah. especially when it's like, oh, it's supposed to be restricted, but it's PG-13, therefore it can't possibly oh, be good, sure. or, or it doesn't have Spider-Man, therefore it can't possibly be good, stuff like that. And it's like, why don't you just go in blank yeah. and be like, well, just be what you are, movie. I remember at Drag Me to Hell, it was perfect. There was a bunch of teenagers in front of me, and one of them was saying that. Like, oh, this movie's only PG-14. Yeah, yeah, so it won't be good. And in the whole movie, I got to see him out of the corner of my eye. He was flinching and jumping and hiding (laughs) because it wasn't a Texas Chainsaw kind of horror movie, but it was a someone jumps out or the phone rings or a black cat kind of horror movie. And he barely made it through. And I laughed at that. I was like, ah, good for Sam Raimi. He showed that kid. Yeah, when a corpse throws up in her mouth. Like, (laughs) like, But no, I think I think you'll like Venom. I don't want to yeah. overhype it, but yeah, it, it's I had a ton of fun with it. Yeah, I'm really, looking forward to seeing it. I think people should come out and see it, and not just because I work here. <laughs> yeah, and then another horror film, if you count Venom as a horror film, another sure. Halloween never ends at the Mayfair. Yeah, no, it doesn't. The possession of Hannah Grace, which I a hundred percent haven't even heard of before. I've seen the title, but I didn't know anything about it. And it's a you know it's an exorcism kind of movie. <laughs> yeah. I think someone gets possessed. I'm not clear on that. Possibly called it. Yeah, yeah. That's the quote. It's of the an exorcism kind of movie. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. A little, a little in bracket. Shrug. Yeah. You know, it's an exorcism. Really, yeah. really giving them the hard stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I really like that. I only noticed this today when I was looking at the poster. But it's, I, I guess, it's like in a police station. One of those like, oh, after hours police station stuff goes wrong. Whatever. Yeah. But there's like. So it's so it's like kind of the uh, fluorescent lights, you know, that they have, but they have it in an upside down cross. Oh yeah, uh, just sort of above her eye, and you're just mm-hmm. like, uh, get it? Upside down cross possession? Uh, get it? And I'm just like, oh, very very clever guys. And again, because <laughs> I'm old, it stars Shay Mitchell, who I think if I was 25 or under, I would think is. I don't know. Who cool. That, I don't know who it is. She's big enough to get her name at top of a poster. It's pretty big font too. I don't. I mentioned she's on like a teen show. Yeah, and I feel like a monster that maybe like I should have known going into this who she is. But my first thought was I was like, I bet that's short for Shayna. That was my takeaway from that. This is not a sequel to another movie. Another the possession of some person movie. I don't think. Are you so. thinking of the possession of Michael and, D. The direct to TV CBC <laughs> movie? Because that's no the uh, the. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of The Exorcism of Emily Rose. There, there was, go. like, a possession one, too. Yeah. There's been so the many possession of... years. There totally was a possession of somebody. I know, somebody. and it was recent, and yeah. we got it, and now this is bugging me. I'm looking up Shay Mitchell. Oh, oh she's yeah. on Pretty Little Liars. Oh. I've heard I, of that. I was going to guess Teen Wolf. 
I, she may guess. also be on Teen Wolf. Her character on that show is named Emily, which is like that Emily Rowe. That, I don't that know. doesn't mean anything. I'm trying to help him out here. It's not working. Okay, so then we have a, in the exact same genre, <laughs> nothing like a dame. That's uh, so... This movie is box office gold for the Mayfair. It is. This movie is so box office gold for the Mayfair, I think it might be made up. But it's four respected British actresses sitting around and talking about themselves for 90 minutes while drinking tea. I was going to say, please tell me they have tea and crumpets. There's going to be a line around the block. Oh my god. And we're not being sarcastic. No, this this is not. We do sound like we're being sarcastic, though. It's Eileen Atkins, Joan Plowright, Maggie Smith, and Judi Dench. And it's from the director of Notting Hill and Venus, which is a movie I really like a lot. But that's it. Like, it's one of those as simple as a documentary could be. Yeah. Like, I, I think they probably shot it in a day. I didn't even... I thought it was a real movie. I didn't even realize until today it was a documentary. Yeah, it could have been, yeah. <laughs> like, just four old ladies talking for 90 yeah, minutes. because it sounds like a similar plot to other ones we've had. I'm yeah. like, wait, isn't that pretty much just what them talking? We have a big crowd for the British Shakespearean kind of film the Dentian. genre. Dentian. <laughs> that, a Dentian crowd, yeah. yeah. So that's my uh, friend of mine was happy because she said she could bring her mom to that while she's visiting for Christmas. It's oh, a good yeah. bring grandma to the movies movie. That's true. My mom would probably like that too, actually. And I really like Notting Hill secretly, so don't tell anyone. It's so good. Not though. a secret anymore. Ah, uh, now it's out. I, I really, I really like Hugh Grant. I don't love all his movies, but I've always found, I don't know, British people. I kind of like the accent, and I trust them inherently. I think that has a lot to do with it. So, you know, he's very foppish and fun. <laughs> oh, anyway, enough about Hugh Grant. He's digging a hole God, in the love of Why did someone save me? Why are you guys doing this? Mickey Blue Eyes. Great movie? No. Further in uh, Paddington. Oh, Paddington. He was did great you hear about the Morgans? Oh, oh God. Yes. I didn't even know he was in Paddington. I'm, I'm really Paddington far behind. Paddington 2, he's really good. Is he, is he's the like, bad guy. So he's not, it's not a voice. He's like, no, no, it's he's, really him. Yeah, and he has a musical number. What? Yeah, it's really good. And I, and it, that's actually supposed to be an amazing <laughs> movie. So now I, I'm yeah, going to watch it. Yeah, to see it. Not because of him, but I'm still going to watch that. Yeah. And then we have another movie that might roll back around for Oscar season, At Eternity's Gate. Oh, yeah. With the great Willem Dafoe, who is Golden Globe nominated for this. We're in that season. We got a lot of Golden Globe nominees. And this is a Vince Van Gogh movie. It's our second week that we have it. Yeah, I would not be surprised if he was nominated last year for Florida Project. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I never get on a big tirade about people being robbed because it doesn't matter yeah. you know <laughs> especially golden globes golden globes but man he was good in the florida project i believe and, it uh, so people think this might be another another kick at the can for him getting an uh, oscar nomination once again i didn't even know that it had matt mickelson until today yeah which which yeah. i mean it sounds weird that i say it but i was like cameo at the end uh, he's he's so and oscar isaac Oh my! Oh yeah, because Lee only books movies with Star it's Wars. True. He, was, he was like, okay, only yeah. one Star Wars actor. He was like, no, no, there's two. We're like, all right, fine, yeah. we'll get it. And then we have a Saturday morning all-you-can-eat cereal cartoon party coming up on Saturday. If you guys listen to this right away, you'll be able to catch that one. Man, I'm so excited! It's gonna be all that. Christmas specials and or. She said Christmas specials or at least, you know, snow-based cartoons. That's because, yeah. I mean, so I think there fair. might be, like, you know, a Smurf story in there that's not Christmas, but they're in the snow, so that's close yeah. enough. It's like, we can't, that. that's that's how I watched Knuckleball for a Christmas horror movie. Yeah. And I was like, it's not actually at Christmas, but it's winter. So. It counts. Yeah, I assume there could have been a present in the background. Yeah. What was the other one? Oh, then the room. Room number 112. Oh, man. Which means, it's so funny, it's much easier to remember the room months now, because we've hit a groove of... It was 100 last December, and now it's 112. So now we're like, we, we line sense, up actually, easily. Yeah. We can remember, like, oh, it's been a year since Greg was here. 
And Greg's nearby. He's in, like, Toronto this oh, weekend, I think. And he'll be here soon. No official announcement yet, but... It's just, you know, he's probably in Toronto for the weekend and wants to, you know, go home and see his family. Is he, like, for personal reasons he's in Toronto? Uh, no, it, it's I saw it on Facebook, I, I think on his Facebook page, and I forget which theater he's at, but he's doing like best the friends. Best Friends 1 and 2. Okay, cool. Yeah, so he's he's in the country. Yeah, that's fun. He's so close. He's so close, and yet so far. <laughs> the Greg radar is going off. But yeah, he'll be back. I look forward to that, because I really want to see best friends part two yeah and i still haven't seen part one and i feel like i should just like wait till we get closer to two or else i'll be so lost otherwise yeah. <laughs> i can't remember all these See, i've seen points. it twice because i saw what was the i don't know what the, i forget what we called it it was it was the non-final version the, yeah. the preview print yeah it was whatever. like the rough cut and they were very specific and at first i was like oh why do they care but i'm like oh this is why they care because they wanted to make sure the saying like this is not the final version. So it had, yeah, like, it had temp music, I think. Yeah, yeah. It had like temp music, and there was it wasn't that much different. Kind of some color correction, just boring stuff like that. Yeah. But so I've seen it, the rough cut, and then the final cut. I'll never forget the rough cut screening because nobody knew it was going to be a part two involved. Okay. Yeah. And the crowd went nuts. The crowd, <laughs> like nobody had that spoiled for them. Yeah. And oh, there's another one coming. <laughs> People were so excited. Yeah, we didn't know enough to be able to spoil it too. Yeah. 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 And that's what, how different was the music between the it, finished one? Well, see, in the original, there's a plot point where he tricks Tommy that he's bringing him to a Rolling Stones concert, if I remember correctly. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's... So there was actually, like, Rolling Stones music okay, in it. Okay, and you were like, okay, there's no way. Yeah, and I remember being like, yeah, that's not going to be there. <laughs> Sorry, man. There's going to be, like, Stolen Rones music. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it's, it's so I think they might have just done that kind of... Because you can do that where you, you can music it. Yeah. And as long as you're just off enough. It's like... Do, 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 do. Yeah, so I think they did that. Man. But besides that, there wasn't a ton different. But then part two... I mean, part one ends weird. And then, so I don't know what part two is going to be. I'm sure but. part two starts weird, so... Yeah. And finishes weird, but... There was this shot that I'd somehow never seen before that scrolled past my Twitter feed. It's Greg sitting beside Tommy. And Greg's just kind of flipping a football in his hand. <laughs> And he, he does this kind of casual toss it over to Tommy. Yeah. And Tommy's just looking forward and doesn't move a bit, and the ball just falls to the ground. <laughs> and you see Greg just kind of go, huh? Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> I'm, I feel like someone asked a question about that after in the Q&A, because like I was working, and I vaguely remember they were just like, was that on purpose oh, about yeah. the football? Yeah, yeah. And he was like, yeah, there's a few. Because <laughs> like, I think there were some nods to the room that were on purpose and some weren't. And just kind of, I don't know why I remember that. Like, I think you just jogged my memory yeah, yeah. for the weirdest thing possible. But, but yeah, so that should be fun. The Christmas, the holiday season edition of The Room, which is just The Room. It's just, <laughs> but, yeah, because you know. I think people were thinking there might be some different thing. You know, like I, Our CEO in charge of Room Nights, one of the fans who helps us out, he said he's, he wants to have red and blue spoons. I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> if you can find them, then yeah. you can throw them. That sounds fun. Okay, so we're going to wrap this up. Be sure to go visit our friends at House of Targ, who had the Prime Minister there on Monday no, night. No, I, I, I almost forgot about it. What are the odds? Paul she, Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not the one you were thinking of. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, wasn't as surprising. The weirdest thing about that is Melissa went over there to get changed, because I guess Die Hard was Die Hard. And, and she didn't get tasered or anything? No, well, that, see, if it was me that went over, yes, for sure. Yeah. But uh, I think because she went over and she saw that there was like... 10 to 20 dudes with, you know, the thing in their yeah. ear and, like, Secret Service type guys. 
and she thought it was like a theme party yeah and that they were just dressed up for fun and so she like went down to get change and they didn't stop her and she just went in and was like oh hey, hey I'm here to get some change like what's going on he was like oh Trudeau's here and she was like what yeah and, and just and then suddenly felt kind of bad but was like well nobody stopped me like that's just, hilarious yeah and so she didn't actually see him it's, it's the second or third time in her life where she's been in the same room and has not seen him that's the security level difference between Canadians and every other country on the yeah, planet yeah yeah she wouldn't yeah yeah, she would You could walk back, into otherwise. a pinball bar. If, if Trump was at, at oh my car, God. Would, yeah. we would have to be shut down for the day. Yeah. yeah. So that, like, the snipers could be on. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to. Okay, so we're going to wrap this up because we got to record another podcast because Spoiler. it's the holidays next week. And yeah. We want to not do this next week. So. It's true. We do uh, want to do it, but we, we do, can't. We do, yes. <laughs> we're on MadeForTheater.ca. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks for listening. Have a good Christmas. Happy holidays. And we'll see you soon at the Mayfair. Come visit us while you're on vacation. We got some cool matinees. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs> They'll never know we're about to do another one. That went good. I can't wait for podcast number 200. Two weeks. If it had a mind, you could reason with it. If it had a face, you could look it in the eye. If it had a body, you could shoot it. Now, man is no longer the supreme being on this planet. The organism is growing at a geometric rate. By all accounts, it's at least a thousand times its original mass. Nobody believes me about what happened tonight. What did happen? I want that organism alive. I think you pissed it off.